evening, folks. Good evening. Let's trust everyone is doing well. And once again, we're talking about um, coping. Um, and let me pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. I pray that you would just uh, bless each person here, Lord God and uh, give them the grace to become more resilient in you, God, in Jesus' name, amen. So I'm uh, Romans 8, verse 8. For I consider, Romans, I'm sorry, Romans 8, verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings, and in some, versions believe the king james and new king james version you'll see for i reckon for i reckon that the sufferings of the present time are not worth to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us says for i consider is reckon so to give a reckoning that's an accounting term that is someone that is paul weighing things up right you make a reckoning for i consider right so he is almost uh weighing things up for i consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us so what you are going through is nothing compared to what is coming to you verse 19 for the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of god for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna unpack these three verses. We'll move on. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Is what you have to understand is there is a plan. There is a plan. You know, people panic and fret because they don't see any plan, any meaning, any purpose in what they are going through. For I consider that, consider that the sufferings of this present time, Paul is making a general statement, right, for people to deal with their suffering are not worthy to be compared with a glory that is to be revealed in paul doing a reckoning you can reckon by weighing things up you know the scales of justice that's a reckoning right a reckoning by the preponderance of the evidence it will weigh the scales to one side, either guilt, 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 or innocence, right? There's a reckoning, right? So he's saying, 
for I consider that the suffering. So if you were to put the suffering on one side of the scale and the glory, this is the glory, right? This is the suffering, the scale. In other words, the weight of the glory, right? Suffering will be up here. The weight of the glory, the, the, the glory outweighs the suffering. That's what Paul is saying, right? That the suffering of this present time, here's what you don't have. You don't see it, but that's the faith that you need. You have to trust it because God has said it. And it doesn't matter whether it be Bethany Hamilton that lost an arm or lost, if she lost two arms and two legs, it still doesn't matter not worthy to be compared to the glory that is to be revealed. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. Creation is waiting for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. What did God do? God cursed all of creation. He put a curse on all of creation, but not because God was cursing it really in futility, but in hope. See, who subjected it in hope that one day it would all be redeemed, that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. God never intended for there to be, eh, whoa, whoa, there's a tsunami coming. Whoa, a hurricane. God never intended for creation to essentially be disruptive. Oh, whoa, that volcano is going to blow. Oh, whoa, we have these hurricane seasons. Whoa, what's all that molten lava? Whoa, look at Pompeii. Oh, well, well, no more Pompeii. Whoa, God never intended all of these things to happen. Man was supposed to have dominion, but because of the curse, the creation groans. Look what God said, will be set free from its slavery to corruption. Why does, do we have natural disasters because of sin one day it will be set free in heaven nobody will be saying hey get ready there's a tsunami coming nobody will be saying hurricane whatever hurricane jill hurricane frida nobody will be doing that you know why because creation is not gonna be disruptive it's going to be under the control of i mean creation is under the control of god now but god as curses so it's disruptive so it's not under the control of man man was meant to have dominion man can't say he has dominion when we see a tsunami hit Indonesia and sweep 200,000 people away. What kind of dominion is that? No. When we see these earthquakes, volcanoes, 
and all of these natural disasters. We don't because it is on the corruption to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. Boom. As I said, I mean, some of the things that happen, they say that earthquakes go on under the ocean all the time. And not only this, but we ourselves are in the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves, that's the Holy Spirit, grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoptions as the sons, the redemption of our body. Meaning deep down inside of you, you know that something is wrong. No, and a politician not going to bring solutions to it. No, you know there's something, but that's why a lot of people fall prey to them because they know there's something is wrong. This sounds good. That that I kind of sound, even though it sounds ridiculous, really, because some of the things that they state are so outlandish. But because people are groaning, I know that they need answers. These people connect with them emotionally. Hey. That sounds good. This is why people like Jim Jones can come on, David Koresh, others who are around now, not mentioning any names. This is why they can take them hostage with nonsense, really, because they know something is missing. But the answer really is Jesus. But if we hope for what we do not see, what perse uh, with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. Here is what is going to help you. Here's what's going to help you. is understanding, right, that there is a plan. And there's a man, Jesus Christ, who brought this plan. And one day you are going to see him understanding that reality. Just understanding that reality should give you hope that one day, one day, all of these groanings, when times when you feel down, and let me tell you something, there are going to be times when you feel down, it's okay, right? There are going to be times when you, because we're in a polluted environment. But here's what you have to say fixed on is the goal, the destination, all right? People go on road trips. People drive all across America, and sometimes it's rough. Stay focused on the destination. God says this, that one day all of creation is go going to be set free from this bondage of corruption. But Here's what you have to see. Look in verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed. Get that in your spirit. Then look at verse 23. And not only this, but, but also we ourselves have in the first fruits of the spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly 
for our adoptions as sons, the redemption of the body. So the Holy Spirit is the first fruit. That's the deposit that God has given. That's the first fruits of what? Of this new creation. This is it, of this new creation. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. Right. God has given the first fruits of this new creation. Anytime that we hear anyone being drafted or anything, they sign a contract. They get not all the money, typically, but a chunk of money when they sign. In fact, it's called, they call it a signing bonus, right? They will get, they will also, in fact, actually, they'll sign a contract. They'll give them a bonus for signing at a particular time. You know, and typically, it's the sooner that they tie, that they sign, uh, the sooner to, to the, when it's offered that they sign. If I say, well, we'll offer you this contract today and that person signs tomorrow, they'll get some kind of a bonus and they'll get a chunk of the money, right? Well, God has given us a bonus, right? Because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ and we accepting our sacrifice, there is the Holy Spirit inside of you. This is why you can reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed. You know that glory will be revealed because God has put the Holy Spirit inside of you. That he is the first fruits of this new creation. It's the first fruits of this new creation, the Holy Spirit. So God is not just saying it. God has given you his own spirit as a manifestation of what is to come. Look in Ephesians 1. And if you look in Ephesians 1, you'll see... Um, You'll see, let's look at verse 12 and 13. To the end that we were for, oh, to, to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ will be to the praise of his glory. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. And verse 14 who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. There's your signing bonus. Boom. Right there is the bonus. Right? So God has given you the first fruits of his spirit. Now, so now you can reckon, well, God has really put his money where his mouth is. So you know what? If my mouth is going to say anything when I go through problems, what it's going to say is praise you, God, because, you know, I know I can reckon. I can cope better with problems. You know why? Because problems are only 
gonna grow me, mature me for this new creation that God has got coming. Don't forget there's gonna be a new heaven and a new earth. It's all gonna be brand new folks. This is what we have to understand. A new heaven and a new earth and we are the first fruits of it. So that makes no sense for someone to have an issue then and get all panicked. What, has God now pulled this signing bonus? Huh? Has God taken the first fruit away? No. No, God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. Here's one thing that is so awesome about God. Even when we are not faithful, God always is. God always is faithful to what he says. So we have the first fruits that God is going to fulfill a promise. No one should say, oh, this is too intense. Oh, because of what I'm going through, it means that God is not going to fulfill his promise. It's not even possible that something like that could happen. Because of two immutable things, God's character and God's word, it's impossible for God to lie. Yeah, I know. Very different from our politicians. I know. There's a politician around in New York who talked about lied about everything, lied about his ethnicity, lied about this, lied about that, lied, I mean, everything, right? See, is why I say this is because, because we're in this environment, it, a lot of times we look at people, we look at God the way we look at people. You've got to get out of that. That's why I use that vertical, horizontal thing. God is not trying to get elected like people are. God is not trying to enrich himself at other people's expense. God is all holy. God is not trying to fleece America. He doesn't need anything. We have to start looking at people, at God differently. Yeah, I know we've got a lot of leaders who are really misleaders, but God is not like that, really. God does not need anything from us. And here's the thing. Here is the thing. And I know it's so difficult to believe that. That's what's so sad. It's almost so difficult to believe that God is not looking to get anything from us. We're a sad state of affairs. We're so used to people wanting tit for tat. What can you do for me? Blah, blah, blah. No, God is saying, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? And he is already by giving us the first fruits, the first fruits of this. Though. We can reckon that whatever we go through is, not com is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. You are going to go through it and you are going to go to it. That's what you have to understand you are gonna go through it you are going to go to it none is gonna be lost in jesus high priestly prayer he prayed for us that none of us are going to be lost in fact he said only one 
was also, and that was Jesus and Jesus, uh, Ju Jesus, Judas, and Judas wasn't really lost. He was never really found to be lost, right? But here's what you can expect because you are the first fruits of this new creation. You are going to God's new creation. You are a part of it. So what you should not do is you should not cause problems to get you to lose your balance. You should not cause problems to trip you up. This is what the enemy wants us to see. Oh, if you were okay with God, you wouldn't be going through this right now. Why are you going through? Why is he putting you through this? Oh, I don't like what you're going through. Oh, you need to complain to God about that. There's a problem there. No, you don't. Here's what you say. I am going through it, Satan, because God is growing me through it. God is growing me through it. And God is ensuring that I get to it. Really. That's what you tell him. I'm not just going through it. I'm growing through it. Really, I'm growing through it. And this is how you cope. It's not for nothing. No, it is not for nothing. It's for something. And these light afflictions are nothing compared to the glory that is going to be revealed in us. So here is the first prayer point. Lord God, give me the grace not just to go through it, but to grow through it. You know, complaining and, and, and moaning, do all things about memory and complaining, it gets us stuck. We should not want to get stuck in the mud. We should want to grow through it. But you have to ensure that you see these things as light afflictions that take you to the purpose that God has got. So, Lord God, give me the grace, Lord God, not to just go through it, but to grow through it, Lord God. Give me the grace, Father, not to get stuck in the mud, Lord God, but to grow through it, to get to it, Lord God, and to become the person you want me to be, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord God, give me the grace to reckon properly, Lord God, to reckon the glory is more highly weighty or is weightier than the sufferings I am going through. To reckon that the glory is weightier than the suffering I'm going through. Here is the mindset. Many people go to higher education because the salary, you know, they're going to have student loans. The salary is weightier 
than actually just leaving high school and starting a job, right? Because it's weightier. That's the same kind of premise, right? You are going through, not for the benefit right now, but for the benefit later. Many people go without spending now and invest their money for later because the benefit is weightier than spending now, right? The benefit is weightier, right? So, Lord God, give me the grace to see the benefit of the glory later as weightier than the suffering right now in Jesus name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise your holy name. We pray, Father, that you will give us the grace to see the benefit of your glory, Lord God, as weightier than the sufferings we go through right now. I want you to say this prayer, each person. Lord God, give me great coping skills and great resilience, Lord God, as I reside on this earth, Lord. Give me great, great coping skills and great resilience. When you can cope, when you have more resilience, you enjoy your time here. People who are murmuring and complain all the time, they don't enjoy their life. No, you can't be murmuring and complaining and say that you're enjoying. That's not possible. So it's Lord God, give me great coping skills and great resilience, Lord God, as I reside here the rest of my life, Lord God, will be the best of my life in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise your holy name. We pray, Lord, that you would give us great coping skill, great resilience. Lord God, as we reside, the rest of our life will be the best of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bye.